0: Hi everyone, Uh, welcome to episode 19 of the Tangent Town podcast, brought to you by Luke and Kieran of Last Word on Football. Uh, New location for moi, I'm back in the land of Ontario and recording at a reasonable time for Luke. Luke, how's it gone? Uh,
1: Good, welcome back to the Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. or you don't have to wake up at 4.30 to watch garbage.
0: You know what? That's been the best part. I I woke up and went to the gym to watch um, Spurs. And I was just like doing my thing. And I was like, yeah, it's like 8 o'clock right now. It's not 5 a.m. Yeah, you're feeling good. Yeah.
1: It's a sleep in.
0: So Christmas is over. And the best part of Christmas being over means Boxing Day. And not for the shopping deals, but for the Boxing Day matches. So um, lots of goals. Yeah. Let's, let's start with that Spurs-Southampton game. Um, the most notable result of that is um, Harry Kane breaks Alan Shearer's record for goals in a calendar year in the Premier League, and he also comes away as the highest-scoring player of 2017 with 55 or 56 goals. I can't remember which Somewhere in the mid-50s, I believe 55, bang on. But he beats out Messi, which is unbelievable, with another hat-trick. Yeah. Um,
1: when he co- when he scores, man, it comes in waves.
0: He had eight hat-tricks this year.
1: Yeah, that's eight. disgusting. That's,
0: that's half of his goals came in hat-tricks. That's insane. Yeah, I know. Actually, maybe, of- maybe it wasn't eight this year. Maybe he has eight all-time. That seems like a lot. But,
1: like, part of me likes it, and part of me is, like, Ah uh, well, you won five two. Maybe it's, you could have scored two of those goals in another game and won just some points. But it's, it's
0: the it's the Joseph Martinez argument. You know Joseph Martinez, the Atlanta forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like up for MVP and everything, and he scored like nineteen goals in like fifteen matches. Mm-hmm. But he scored four goals twice in like eight nothing, like in a in an eight one win and then a six two win. Yeah, something like that. And it's like. It's a little bit of less value when your team scores seven. Well, it
1: was like people that were setting records when we both played in the OUA, but they were smashing six past Algoma in a week. Exactly.
0: It doesn't, it, it, like, it's, it's awkward, but you don't want to say it doesn't count, but, like, it kind of doesn't count. Yeah. Um, so, nothing about Harry Kane. Spurs looked uh, good. Dele Alley looked interested for once. Um, yeah, he didn't stamp on people the for back. the
1: first time. Yeah. Um,. I think Alderweireld needs to come back, and I've said it three weeks in a row on this podcast now. But he is so good, in my opinion, one of the best in the world right now. And he's,
0: he's for real injured though. Like he's like marked yeah, return,
1: exactly, which sucks for Tottenham because they still have to play the top six again yeah, for sure. And um, they can't defend against the top six without Alderweireld. He is so important.
0: Yeah. Well, what I find, what I find, really awkward about Spurs is, um. They don't look like they're going to win anything. They're no. getting better. They're absolutely getting better. But they're getting better at a slower rate than everyone else around them.
1: Something like, we'll talk about in a bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, like United are getting to Liverpool, are getting better. Arsenal are not the tire fire they were last year. Chelsea are worse than they were last year, but are still good. City are unbelievable, whatever. Like They're just not going to win the league, and they don't prioritize the Cups, so they're not going to win the Cups. And no, they really, gonna, really want the league, and they're, yeah, but and they're that's not, not gonna where change.
1: they're going to win. Like
0: to, to me, like I don't want to belittle anything, but like if I were them, I would absolutely go balls to the wall in one of the cups just to get something under your belt.
1: Yeah, and and there's something to be said for like knowing how to win, right? Like getting to a final, winning the important game, absolutely. Yeah, and then and it, when you have Man United coming to town or whatever, and you need to stay in the title race to get a point against whoever's ahead of you in the league. Like maybe you'll win that game because your players are like, this is a final.
0: And those, those big matches are something that has plagued Spurs in Pochettino's reign. And at the beginning of the year, we thought that maybe they'd gotten out of that rut with um, great results against Madrid and Dortmund at Wembley. Um, And it just hasn't really panned out that way. Like there's still, of the big six, far and away the worst in that I mean, sort of league. They're doing they're doing well in the Champions League, but how well, How long can, that can last? It's just they struggle in big matches. I mean, look at look at the FA Cup semifinal against Chelsea last year. Chelsea played like four players who hadn't played a game in like three months. Yeah, and basically just were like, okay, fine, and then held it to two two until like the 60th and then brought on Costa and Hazard and that was it yeah so I mean interesting um the other comment that I want to make is that Hugo Lloris might be the most overrated goalkeeper in the Premier League
1: yeah he gets a lot of love for being above average He,
0: he makes a lot of he makes a lot of like really spectacular saves that on review aren't that spectacular like if he wasn't in his 30s, he would absolutely have a reputation for being, like, a keeper who plays for the cameras.
1: Yeah, but because he's older, they're, like, they're respecting the age. Yeah.
0: But he makes a lot of errors. Like, he's flubbed a back header from Danny Rose and dropped it onto his post on the line. Um, the first goal is poor. It's a near post and like, knee height. Like, not even well struck or anything. And then... Mm. The goal he's like he's made a meal of the cross which is something that he struggles with greatly um and then he's like tried to make an acrobatic tip and then has tipped it away from the player behind him on the line so it's like i don't know like if southampton are scoring twice i don't know
1: yeah i don't know and that's a southampton team that's really really underwhelming this year and
0: yeah. I mean so that's that's the other side of this to talk about is um what what's wrong with what's wrong with Southampton? Because they're bad and they're getting battered.
1: I just think it's a bunch of one-trick ponies put in to one team and that's really the only way I can like like, you've got Redmond, who's pretty predictable. Buffalos is super talented, but every time he gets the ball, he's going to try and flick and go past you. Uh Gabbiadini is a very average at everything striker.
0: I think Gabbiadini is better than he's showing. Like, you have to look at how, how good he was last year.
1: Yeah, he's got great movement, but I think the supporting cast this year has been really underwhelming, and he can move as much as you want. he wants. No, he has not played well in addition no. to all those things. But, yeah. Like it's just I don't think there's a lot of creativity in the team. And sure you have creative players, but I think like as a collective unit, when they get the ball moving, like it's very calculated everything they do. It's not instinct. Kind yeah, of. You it's, see it's like when Man be... City are zipping the ball around in triangles and everyone knows where the next pass is going before it's two year it's two or three passes away.
0: It's supposed to be very formulaic, yeah. Like, Until it's rehearsed. I don't know. Yeah. One, one of the things that... Uh, Fraser
1: Forrester's also dropped off he's, he's immensely.
0: He's so He's terrible. Like, I honestly think he loses them 15 points this season. But yeah. uh, I, I think one of the really awkward things about Southampton is how much of it is the manager, how much of it is the player, and how much of it is the club. Because I think, I think last year, they weren't entertaining... But they were solid. Yeah. They, they didn't really get walloped by anyone. But they never they they never kind of blew anyone away either. Yeah. They're kind of the same this year, but worse. Mm-hmm. Like up until this game, their worst XG conceded was like 1.9 or 2. And I think yeah. it was against Liverpool. Um and then this game was like four. And okay, Spurs played well, but like they they just got ripped apart. They mm-hmm. just got ripped apart. Um, we spent 10 minutes talking about Spurs, and that nobody likes that, so let's move on. Yeah. Um, United-Burnley. Um, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, 10 being um, you just found out Lingard is your dad, uh, how disappointed were you?
1: Uh, six. It, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. I... I know we didn't really decide to talk about. Uh, we talked decided not to talk about the ma- match day nineteen games because they were all decently boring, uh, and we don't want to go too long. But um, the Leicester two two and the Burnley two two, to me, were completely different two twos. For sure. If like against Leicester, we were crap, and we were disorganized, and I but I think Lukaku played well yeah against Leicester mm-hmm. and like I don't know if you saw it at the end we were telling Herrera to go play right back get Lindelof to come into the middle and Herrera just said no yeah and that's why Smalling had to mark Harry Maguire like go play right back
0: I couldn't you... tell if they were were pointing at Herrera or Mikatarian to go play right back
1: I think it was Herrera okay um who I'm very sick of this year um yeah couldn't close out a game when we were up a man Uh, That was like that was probably a Lingard being my dad disappointed game, (laughs) especially because it was just so both teams were horrible. Leicester weren't good
0: from what I have seen of the game, which is not very much. It just looked poor.
1: Yeah. Leicester weren't good. Man United were horrendous. Like it was actually it was a 0-0 with goals. Yeah. Is the only way to describe that. Uh, Then in Burnley, I thought we played decently well in the second half.
0: The, we're the X, fluid. The XG is actually quite kind to you. Um, yeah, like it was two. It should have been two one on XG. Yeah, admittedly, there were very few high percentage chances. Like it's a lot of really low low XG shots, um, with one really big miss on the six yard box, which I'm. I guess that's Lingard hitting the bar.
1: Uh, well, he kicked it at the goalie. First, yeah, that that, then that hit that, the goalie Yeah, space. that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought Lukaku was horrific in this game yeah, he, was not, he was not. and great. while Ibra was bad in the first half, I would have kept him on the field instead of Lukaku because we didn't need people running in behind because Burnley condensed. So I need someone that's going to zip the ball and keep it in feet and beat a man. And Lukaku wasn't, doesn't do that. He runs in behind and he bullies people. So and whenever we would start... Intricate little passes on the edge of the box, it screws us because Lukaku can't keep the
0: ball at his feet. That's one of the big things we talked about when you signed Lukaku was that both United and Chelsea got the right player for the way they want to play. United wanted to play on the break earlier in the season, and Lukaku's the man for that. He's going to make runs off the shoulder, and he's great at it. Um, Whereas Chelsea want to play and defeat, they want to combine, they want to break you down, which is more suited to Maratha.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: Whereas people kind of look at Lukaku and they just think Drogba because he's huge and he's black and he's strong. But yeah. that's not his game. He's not good at that.
1: No, he's not. Um,
0: he's he's gotten better at it. So yeah. He's going to United, for sure. Because but,
1: people are teaching him. But, yeah,
0: but limited. Um,
1: the only other two things I wanted to say about this game really were Stephen DeFore take a bow that's a peach oh yeah um like i'm that's the thing like in my mind we scored three because lingard didn't miss like Mm -hmm. he should be scoring that so you can praise lingard for scoring two all he wants should have a hat trick he misses big chances every match um and burnley have scored one because if we're gonna lose points to burnley on a peach of a free kick we're gonna lose points to burnley on a peach of a free kick it's not like we yeah collapsed defensively um and the other thing is i think we're so much better offensively with luke shaw at left back
0: yeah, purely really because
1: he's just he forces people he forces the wingbacks to come wide and mark him so there's more room for players to go in the middle well strictly if he just goes wide and stands with his heels on the line he's impacting offense he, he more creates, than anyone else
0: he creates about a channel that's like five to seven yards wide and like 20 yards long yeah for players to drift into just because when Ashley Young is defending, you can give him the line. Yeah. You can stand legitimately five yards further inside and give him that channel, and he's not going to go line. No. With Shaw, you have to defend that three, four, five yards wider.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I mean, I, I don't think Luke Shaw is the ideal player for every game. Absolutely. No. But, I think he has a place. Um. The yeah, he needs,
1: obviously needs work on his final ball, for sure. evident through that game, but that comes with confidence, that comes with practice, and yeah. now that he's in the team, I'm certain he'll work on it. The big the big
0: takeaway I had was something we've talked about before was, I think we talked about it when we were talking about FA Cup or something, how do you play Lukaku and Ibra together? Um, and we talked about maybe playing a 4-2-3-1 with Ibra behind Lukaku, which is sort of what happened yesterday, Yeah. or yes, yesterday, I guess. Um, We talked about a 3-5-2 with the pair of them. Yeah. Clearly the 4-2-3-1 with both didn't work. No. Um, Like, I
1: think the theory behind it is good in the sense that, like, last year we saw it all the time. Ebro wanted to drop back, pick up the ball, and then initiate attacks. But what happened last year when he dropped back a lot was whoever was playing wing, I'll just say Rashford and Martial, Ebro would pull out and that would make space for them to run in behind. But, then, but with Ibra dropping and Lukaku still being there, it's just clogging the area. Yeah, And it, it created a bottleneck effect that was so ineffective in the first half.
0: Yeah, so I don't think that's the way to to approach things. Maybe 3-5-2 works. Maybe you go 3-4-3 three, three, and you play Lukaku very close to Ibra on the right or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. It's a problem for Jose Mourinho to address for yeah. sure. And I'm not going to um, pretend like I know how to do it. No. Moving on, um, who else do I want to talk about? Uh, Chelsea Brighton. I wrote an article explicitly because I was watching this game over last night. Um, First half was legitimately one of the worst halves I've seen Chelsea put in in probably this season. It was brutal. It was just so devoid of ideas. We had all the ball. Brighton were so content to defend. Um, And we just looked lackadaisical. It was slow. It was clumsy. Hazard looked sluggish. The wing backs were terrible. Fabregas looked plodding. It, it didn't look. It wasn't a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what Antonio Conti said at halftime, but he's gone mental, and it's second half is totally different team. Second half we balled out. Yeah. And within sixty seconds, the classic switch to Aspi drive into space, whipped delivery to Maratha, header goal. Boom, one nil. And as soon as we got that, it was game over. Yeah. Bright, Brighton didn't really have any chances. We were comfortable. We probably should have scored four or five. Hazard walks away from that game with uh, no goals, no assists, but is man of the match, undeniably. And this happen- This is... Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but I will say, yeah. if you're interested in the, the Azpi Morata thing, trick on my article, I, I think it's a really interesting analysis on how they make it work, because it's carbon copy the same goal every single time. Um,
1: yeah. But And I, he's I mean, not just boosting there, by the way, it's I, a good article. I edited it, published it like
0: Thank you. I was reading on the Fantasy Premier League website, someone was like, Man, Hazard is a really bad fantasy Premier League player because you can watch him and he'll be the best player on the pitch. But he doesn't he'll walk and he'll walk away with line. no goals, no assists. And over the course of a season it racks up, he'll have fifteen to twenty goals, you'll have ten to fifteen assists over the course yeah. of a year. Um But he he just never really explodes the way you expect him to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really strange. He could have had he honestly could have had a hat trick and three assists yesterday, and I would have said, Yeah, that's probably about fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't get it.
1: Like you know what's really funny right now is United Twitter is bad as always. But also United Reddit right now mm-hmm. is full of Jesse Lingard has more goals, more assists than Eden Hazard this year. And he's underappreciated and he's super and I'm like shut up, I would give Jesse Lingard, Jesse Lingard's firstborn son and firstborn grandchildren, for Eden Hazard to play for Man United for the next three years. Like, he's quadruple the player.
0: It, it's not even close. It's not even close. But, like, that's just silly. I, I think Hazard's production this year has been low.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But at the same time...
1: He's influencing games He's like he's the season longing. that he won player of the year.
0: His his like XA for 90, his exorcist, he should have, like, an assist every game-ish. Every other game, sorry. Yeah. Um, He has two in, like, 15 appearances. Um. And you can't
1: contribute that to Hazard. Like, he's creating the chances. You just need someone to bury.
0: Like, we're talking about he gave Bakayoko an empty net, and Bakayoko put a wide. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you want him to do. Um, yeah. Moving on, Born with West Ham. I want to talk about this super quickly, because I watched the highlights of this this morning, and I was just like, oh, my God, I hate all of you. Did you watch this? Did you watch the highlights? So, so basically, um, Asmir Begovic is horrific. He uh, slips for West Ham's second goal. He just like falls over, and Arnautovic puts it in an empty net. Um, and then for the third goal, he dives across goal. The ball like hits him in the leg and just falls to whoever's there, and they tap it into an empty goal. Um, and it's honestly just terrible. Um, <laughs> it's so so bad. And then and then Bournemouth go down and score an offside handball goal that is disallowed by the linesman and then reallowed uh, for a three-three draw. So, I have no idea. Um, I have no idea. That game is just ridiculous. Um, but the last game of the weekend that we're going to talk about and is going to kind of segue into things is Liverpool-Swansea. So, um, so for Liber- Liverpool-Swansea, for those of you who didn't watch, Liverpool basically just destroyed what is clearly the worst team in the Premier League right now. Yeah, they're horrible. Um, <laughs> they're, they're shocking. They're, they're shocking. so
1: bad, man. So um, my buddy and I, we started a Boxing Day tradition this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is We're boycotting the stores mm-hmm. because I don't want to go anywhere near that. I woke up at 7.30, watched the Tottenham Southampton game. Mm-hmm. Then we went over to my dad's place. We put some Baileys in our coffee, and then we sat there all day and watched soccer until 2.30, and then we watched the World Juniors. And then we watch basketball at night. Just an all-day sports day. Sounds. So we awesome. were all fired up for this Liverpool Swansea game, and it was
0: balls. It was ugly. They suck so bad. They were terrible. I, I mean, part of that is Liverpool are unbelievably good in the final yeah. third. very, very good. And they're really good at home, like. Yeah, people are kind of underestimating this, but Liverpool have only conceded three goals at home this year.
1: Yeah, I and actually didn't realize of, that until you said something. But
0: I, I think I think part of that is strength of schedule because they haven't played any of the big teams at home. Like, okay, they have. Like, they played Chelsea at home, tied one one. They played United at home, drew nil uh, But then they played. Um, but
1: United played for that 0 0. Like, we didn't even try sure. to score, so you for can just sure. disregard that.
0: They played City away, where they took a big battering. Um, I mean, like, they're still really good at home, but they've conceded 20 away from home.
1: Yeah, that's not going to cut it.
0: Which is, like, relegation tier. No, maybe not. That's excessive, but it's not good. Um, so, I don't know. But. um. In terms of addressing that issue, uh, they completed the signing of Virgil van Dyke today. Yes, they did. And so let's talk about the deal briefly before we talk about the, the next thing we want to talk about. Yeah. £75 million, £180,000 a week. What do you think? Um...
1: I don't know. I, I have multiple schools of thought on it. Like, that's a lot of money for a defender.
0: Um, to me, the most obvious issue. Mm, I don't know why I say this. Basically, I think if you have a player that you've identified as a good fit for your system and the way you want to play,
1: pay the money to get it.
0: And, yeah, and you have the money where it's whatever, yeah. pay whatever. Like, let's say, I don't know, who's a perfect player for Chelsea's... Alexandro, for example. Let's say Alexandro's a good example. I think he's the perfect upgrade to Chelsea's system. And I think if he's available, Chelsea will pay what they have to. United with Pogba, they paid what they had to. Yeah, definitely. Barcelona, Neymar, to PSG, Barcelona, whatever. If it's a player you really want, you'll pay what you have to.
1: Yeah, see, that's why they went bonkers, right? Because... Barcelona was like, "All right, you're we're going to make your bio clause $225 million. And PSG was like, okay, we have Qatari money."
0: Yeah. Here's so the 225 with, million. So so with Virgil van Dijk, I think I think 75 is too much. Honestly, I don't think he's that level.
1: No, for 75 million, I'm expecting like Franz th- Beckenbauer.
0: Well, I think there I think there are maybe like three center backs in the world that are worth more than 50 million pounds. Yeah. Maybe. And that's probably, like, Rafa Varan, Matt Hummels, and, like...
1: Maybe a Boateng and, or and, and, uh, a Panucci. Uh,
0: okay, I'll say Boateng is all, well, and then I'll say John Stones.
1: Just okay. because he's
0: already gone for more than 50, so it's, like... He kinda, he
1: kinda and he's... Hopefully, the theory is he's going to keep getting better, so his value yeah. will go up for the next few years. Yeah, sure. I'll give you that.
0: Sure. Um, but... So, yeah, like, whatever. He's, he's not worth that. They're paying him way too much money. Yeah. $180,000. That's what, that's, like, what Fabregas makes.
1: That's so much more than what Harry Kane
0: makes. I, I don't know. That's that's outrageous to me. All, what I will say is he better be good, because if he doesn't, he's going to sit. Yeah. And he's going to sit there, and he's going to ride out his five-year deal, and there's a 0% chance he's leaving. So he better be good. Um. Yeah the other comments I have to make I think he's a a, a near perfect fit tactically Yeah tactically um, he
1: fits the system that Klopp wants to play
0: The way Klopp yeah the way Klopp plays it's so forward thinking in terms of all of his defenders have to be ball players so having Matip and and Lovren is a good fit or having Matip and and Van Dijk is a good fit Yeah but they also have to be physically adept in terms of recovering which he is he's quite quick for a man mm. of his size um, he's also very good at cutting out through balls. So in terms of making slides to block those like straight balls that have ripped Liverpool apart this year, that'll be good. Yeah. He's good in the air, so he should help on set pieces. Um, I think he has limitations to his game in that he makes very strange decisions to go to ground sometimes. Like He's yeah. very eager to go to ground. Um, it's a good deal. Is it a good deal at that price? Probably Maybe not. not. But, but is it a good deal? Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is Liverpool are very quickly becoming an interesting project. Yeah. Add in Nabi Keita in the summer, mm-hmm. and you're looking at a starting 11 that honestly, competes. other than City and maybe even City, is as good as any other Premier League team. Yeah. Like, like you're you're talking about potential league contenders, and and they're thin. They're still thin. It's still yeah. an issue, and they still five thousand percent need a goalkeeper. Yeah. But, like, what if Liverpool go out and buy Burned Leno, this summer? Something like that, German connection. Or or, or yeah, or they go by... I don't know. They go by a top keeper, and then yeah. and then they upgrade on jordan henderson they buy an elite level defensive midfielder who i'm not sure i don't know yeah but Um, they go buy an elite defensive midfielder then what you're talking about a for real team
1: yeah like you think about it we're saying what did we say last week on i think it was either last week or the week before on our cast where we said liverpool are probably five pieces away well
0: we said that they were i think we said they were four pieces away i think we said a center back, a keeper, a defense midfielder, and I, I don't know if you said fullback or striker, but.
1: But either
0: way, you've got
1: Nabi Keita coming in next year.
0: Yeah.
1: You've got Van Dyke in January. That's two. So they've hit two of their four slash five before the season's even before their summer transfer and budget has even kicked in. And you don't. So that's good yeah. business. Yeah. And you don't. You're still going to get 200 to win. in
0: the Yeah. Look at what Chelsea did last year. We certainly didn't have all the pieces, and we made it work.
1: Yeah, it helped without the
0: Champions League. But yeah, you made it work. Okay, so so let's revisit that since Christmas has passed and January is arriving. Um, we've we've kind of done this to death in terms of um who who is who's the player that United needs? Who's the player yeah. that Chelsea needs? Is probably what I need. Um, let's let's talk about the rumors going round. So let's not come up with the ideas. Let's just talk yeah. about what's happening. What's what's the big rumor in the United Camp right now? What are the big few rumors? Um,
1: well, there's rumors that Barcelona or Atletico have come out against Griezmann or against Barcelona, which is I downplaying did, Griezmann. I that. Um, Griezmann obviously the best fit at right so. wing. I don't think it happens um, in
0: January though. There's no That's
1: way. that's my big thing is as much as I would love to talk about it and dissect how I don't even want to dissect how he helps the squad. He's Antoine Bloody Griezmann. But yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen in January. They're still in the Champions League. No, they're not. Ooh, no, they're not. But they're still in Europe. Um
0: But, but he's played yeah. in the Champions League, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, either. he's
1: played in the Champions League, so it doesn't affect like we can't play him in our I think the league's pretty much done, so the only thing we have a hope, and I'm saying a hope as in we're still in it and can make the next round, is the Champions League. So mm. he can't even help us there. Um, there's also Alexandra talks with Man United.
0: No, there's no way.
1: Yeah, to, I, to I, me, I, I no downplay way. that. I don't really bite it. His name's just been thrown around as an available
0: left-back. I think that's um, the same... To me, I think that's the same story as when people were like, oh, United have hijacked Bakayoko after there were pictures of Bakayoko watching Chelsea training, talking to Conti.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was stupid. Um, the other one I kind of want to talk about that isn't really a major rumor right now is it's mainly United fans going ballistic, going, we didn't get Perisic. we didn't get Perisic." Perisic. Really good player. He's got seven goals and six assists in La Liga, or in Serie A this year. Mm -hmm. Which is great stats. They've only played like 17 games. Like, Mm -hmm. good on you. Here's where I have an issue. Is everyone saying he's an out-and-out winger? He's an out-and-out winger. No. I looked up his stats on who scored today, and I dug into someone on Reddit about it earlier. He averages for an out-and-out winger 0.8 crosses a game
0: that's anyone that, like, who says Parasitch is an out and out winger has never watched Parasitch. Exactly. Like that's not how he plays.
1: You're if you have seven goals and six assists while averaging under one cross a game, eighty percent of what you do is cut inside.
0: It's it's the way he plays is he's very much a wide attacking midfielder, not a winger. Yeah. Um like a lot of what he does is dribbling in and combining with Cardi to create from there yeah he does a lot on the break as well like he's quicker than he looks so he, he does a lot on the counter
1: exactly and like don't get me wrong, he's a very good player but I just don't like the argument of people saying this is why he would come in and help when he doesn't his style of play isn't a different attacking player to Marshall and Rashford
0: um to me he's most similar to Mkhitaryan he's just much better
1: yeah, if we could swap him for Mkhitaryan, but the asking price was like forty million and Rashford in the summer, like
0: which is just stupid. Have, That's not yeah, yeah.
1: people have got to move on from Paris. He's twenty nine. Rashford and Martial are both nineteen and twenty, or twenty and twenty two, something like that. Like
0: honestly, I I would take him. Like I, I would still be very interested in him, um,
1: but not for the price that they're
0: asking. No, no, he's he's. No, not at not at that cost. If you even look I'm on Paris is just who scored if you even look like who scored as much as it is whatever, the first point about his style of play is likes to cut inside. Yeah like, <laughs> like it, admittedly the last comment is likes to cross, but like he's he's well rounded he can go either way, but if you're talking about an out and out winger, that's not
1: him. no. I'd probably look towards like a uh, Felipe Anderson or something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Um, to move on from United, who I think have, I think they have a lot of options. I think we both agree that they just need. Yeah, them.
1: and if anyone's interested, I started a column uh, called "Transfer Window Worries" at ManUnitedFootball.co.
0: Check it out. Nice. There we go. Um, Chelsea. I have no idea. I don't know what we're gonna do. Um, rumors there's three kind of mainish ones floating around um the first one is thomas lamar that's come out recently um i think the only reason that's come about is because michael emanalo ex chelsea te- technical director is now a technical director at monaco um and chelsea currently don't have one which i still don't know what's going on with that but um and the rumor is cash plus batchway for Lamar and we all know swap deals literally never happen in real life. Um yep. Lamar would be really interesting. I'm not sure where he plays the way we play. Um because at Monaco he plays kind of on the left of a 442. He's not a traditional winger in that like he 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 can play further advanced but I don't think that's the best spot for him. He has played as a number 10 in the past, but I don't think that's the best spot for him. I'm really yeah. not sure where he would play. My best guess is he would play as a wing back at Chelsea. They would convert him into a left wing back and just let him be a rip, like just get up the line. Kind of like he, when Leroy Sané plays for Man City. Yes, very similar. That that would be my best guess. And I think that role would suit him a lot because his best attributes for Monaco are that he's, he's playing early balls from deeper positions for Falcao which we know what Murata likes in terms of early balls from deeper position. Um, So I think that would be really good. I also think in terms of his pace, he would be a huge asset. Like you look at what Moses offers versus what Alonso offers at the back post. um, I think that would be really, really interesting. I think defensively, like I can't really evaluate him because one, I don't watch him every week. Two, he doesn't play that way every week. So it's kind of hard to say. Like I, I would never play him wing back against a bigger team. No, no, no. I'll no. put it that way. But I also don't want to spend eighty million pounds for a player I can't play against bigger team. Yeah, so, so it's
1: a catch twenty-two kind of like.
0: To me, I'm not interested. No, I, I, just don't think he's a good fit. I don't think he's worth that price tag.
1: He's a great player, sure. though. Like, sure, it's it's just all about fit, and sure, it's, I, I just, I just Lamar's honestly, I don't fit. think he's
0: eighty million. Like, he's a player that. He's a player that big teams were interested in in the summer. And once Neymar and Dembele moved for stupid fees, his fee got trumped up. Yeah. If if none of if Neymar and Dembele don't move last summer, I think Lamar moves to Liverpool or Arsenal for like forty five million pounds. Like no more. Like yeah, Bernardo yeah. Silva fee ish. Mm-hmm. Um the other one is Alexandro. I don't really want to talk about that one because it's it's a great fit and there's not much else to it. Probably it's not whether January. Juve are willing to let him go that's that's more or less it um the the there's a couple new ones there's leon bailey who's a leverkusen winger slash he's now playing wingback that uh, would play a similar role to lamar but i'm not really interested in um ross barkley is coming back around after he just like never showed up for his chelsea medical i don't know what's happening with that i don't want him all um, oh, right, That's a good
1: one, though. Where do you think he might go? Because he's basically come out and said he's nope. moving in January. Nope. Nowhere.
0: I don't Nowhere? I, I don't think anyone is interested in paying him what he wants to be paid, and I don't think anyone is interested in paying what Everton want to be paid. That's fair. Because he's going to want 150 grand a week, and Everton are going to want 35 million pounds for a player whose contract is up in the summer.
1: And hasn't played a competitive match. And has match. a
0: torn hamstring. No, I wouldn't touch it with a 40-foot pole. Um, the big rumor that's come out in the last couple days is Arturo Vidal. Ooh. So here's here's my thinking. So there was a a Chilean paper or something said four-year deal, 13 million pounds salary over the whole four years. So like three and a half million. I don't know what that comes out to yeah. per week. Um, a very small fee because I don't think he has long left on his contract. Especially with the way um, he plays. And, I don't think he has long left at the top. Well, so here's here's my comment. And Conti acknowledged it in his press conference today. Like he said, yes, I would love to have Vidal at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's 38 minutes and we want to get out of here. Um, the short and dirty version is he's 31 years old. He has two bum knees. He has a history of drunk driving. And he plays in a fashion that is not super sustainable. But... Yeah. That's not a huge wage. It's not a huge fee. And he would easily start in our midfield right now in Bakioko's role. Yep. So I would I be in favor that. of it. I wouldn't have it be four years. I would sign him on a three year deal at the same cost. Because that way he's 33. And if you want to sign him to one more year, I, I would have it 30 I would have it three year with a one year club option. And that'd be it. Yeah. But I, I, I think he has a role to play. I think he would be super valuable, especially with. Uh, in I don't want to say molding, but I think like, give him Loftus Cheek. Yeah. And just say go learn have fun. Yeah. Or give or give him one of the other like younger midfield yeah. talents and just let them learn from him i think that'd be huge and i it would, would love very... to
1: watch him like bash with people in the premier league like going oh, yeah. into child like you especially because you're like a masochist and yeah. like i love all that shit but like him and eric dyer flying into a 50 oh, yeah. 50 ball like no one's leaving with all their limbs
0: yeah he would be a very he would be a very michael ballack signing yeah and, and michael ballack was an unbelievable signing at chelsea
1: yeah that's probably the best way to put it is it's a player that you love in the team you sure. love to have in the team. Just how long can he help you is the only question.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, with that, we're going to wrap things up. It's a short one. It's the holidays. We all have busy lives. Um, yeah. Uh, two, basically
1: it just helped us out. Cause yeah. we would be doing like five match days on our next one. We'd be talking for three hours.
0: Yeah. Two, two quick points. Um, for those of you who do read our articles, last word on sports, um, has started up five, five... Six.
1: We're doing the top six.
0: No, because there's no city one. Um,
1: yeah, okay. There's no city one because top, we have no city top, writers. Top five,
0: city fans? The top five sides that we write about as a website actively has started their own individual websites. So that's um, ChelseaFootball.co, ManchesterUnitedFootball.co, LiverpoolFootball.co, TottenhamFootball.co, and ArsenalFootball.co. Um,
1: They're all associated with last we're last on sports word, yeah. like it's all of us running it it's the same people it's just because they're the top six teams people want to see top six content
0: yeah. it's just easier to focus the content so check that out if you do if anyone's interested in writing feel free to get in touch with luke or I on twitter lws chelsea and lws manchester united or man united you can find actually we're
1: not football. that anymore what am i now
0: oh no yes now you're manchester united football co and I'm yeah chelsea something football. like that i'm cfc football co or something like that. i forgot and
1: i'm sure. mufc football co
0: if anyone wants to get in touch you'll you'll find us um well not sure when we'll be back monday's new year's day so probably not that day probably Um, the
1: tuesday and then we'll get back to our monday recordings and then we'll get back the week after like likely
0: um so that's it from us hope everyone had a, a happy holiday season um luke enjoyable as always
1: absolutely buddy see ya all the best